Here, car alarm going off. I did. Someone out there, Scott. You got you got you got someone breaking into cars out there. Good timing. Good way to start this video. Great way to start this video. That being said, greetings and salutations to everyone that's here on Thirsty Thursday, primetime night. Yes, that's right. You have been meeting us here in the man cave. Along to my right, uh, with this car alarm going off, I've got Mr. Chris Webb. Oh, I thought Andrew was going first. How about I, oh, this is Andrew down. And 18th take. Are you getting sick and tired of always losing it? Hide and go seek? Well, go open a can of Meet Us in the Man Cave beer. It friggin' tastes awesome. Drink responsibly. Only available at Bubba. And along beside me is C Web. AD. AD. And Special K. Damn it. So, Chris, here we are on episode, I believe, eight. Episode eight. We've got seven of them behind us. And today, obviously, we have someone special with us here today. He's done some Zoom meetings with us in the past. And I can see that Andrew is right there where last time we left off. That's right. <laughs> How is everybody? Keeping it together, man. Good. Little by little. How's that uh, Type R running? Good? You know, I, I fucking love that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty cool little car. Pretty cool it's, little car, but it's so much fun, you know? Yeah. But enough about that. We're talking about guns. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We are talking about guns. However, I do want to say real quick on the car situation, Chris did send me a link to a video. The same vehicle where you're referring to, what was up against that uh, Camaro, or not Camaro, that uh, Corvette? That was that was a C5 Corvette. C5? Yeah. Um, it, I just, you know, given our last, our previous conversations, I was like, maybe this will, you know, kind of show them how, how four bangers fare nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they handle better. It's pretty impressive, honestly. right, Scott? Well, yes. To answer your question, yes, very impressive. And Andrew, obviously, even though I haven't, I, I was an episode we were talking about because I was asking Chris some questions about it. Uh, you know, four cylinders compared to the late '80s to you know present times. So yeah, obviously, huge, huge difference. So, but yeah, I, I, I will say a lot of that is uh, the introduction of kind of. Turbo versus NA. Mm-hmm. If you're talking a nat- naturally aspirated, is a whole different ballgame. But you, you throw a turbo in there, it really starts to get confusing. Like you can make a lot of power with a turbo. Okay. And a low compression engine. Which is quite funny. I have to bring the topic up since I worked for them for so many years. Honda strayed away from those turbos for years. Mm-hmm. You know, until that 10th Gen Civic came. And uh, then they opened the doorway for it finally after they'd put it off for years. And I mean, what a great little engine that is. I mean, now they have broken the Nuremberg twice with yep. four-cylinder engines, you know, and that's just, I mean, that's just amazing. So I always found that Honda was always innovative and always was kind of ahead of the game when it came to styling and engines, but, you know, lacked a little bit on the interior, but with that new Type R, even the new one in the 10th gen and 11th gen, I mean, they're, they're stunning. They really are. And, and I think Honda knocked it out of the park on that, those, those particular cars those generations of civics they did an amazing job i would have to agree i love them yep great little cars 
can't beat the gas mileage, and no, nope. you can squeeze a lot of power out of them. Speaking of gas mileage, you know I have a SI. Mine's a 21, mm-hmm. and uh, I take that back. Mine's a 20. I'm sorry, and uh, either here or there. But uh, I did take it to Lafayette, Louisiana, uh, probably about a month and a half ago, and I got 46 miles per gallon. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? That's great. I mean, you got 100 more horsepower than I do, but I mean, it's just incredible. You know, you just set the cruise, and I got 46 miles per gallon in my SI. That's pretty impressive. Damn. That's... I'm around uh, 32, hover around 30, 32. Yeah, I mean, that's still amazing. And I got a heavy that. foot. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing for that car, too, for sure. That's a larger uh, meal at Taco Bell after saving that money on fuel. Dear Lord. Wow. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, hey, that's been the honestly. I will have to say, you know, credit to Honda again. But <clears throat> I've owned a lot of them. I worked for them since '03 uh, up to about 2016, 2017. And that little uh, that little 10th Gen Civic's been my favorite car that I've owned. And I've had an S2000. I loved my S2000. Oh God. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. But I mean, they just that you know, it's great. just such a more comfortable car that you know the Civic than the, the S2000. So that's kind of why I, I, I liked it more. And I've had pilots and Accords, Accord Coupes, uh, you know, Ridgelines, just you name it. I've, I've kind of had most of them. I've never owned an inside, I, I will have to admit, and never owned vehicles of that nature, but they're, they're good cars. Not a single lie told. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Yeah, they're, they're good cars. I would highly recommend that to friends and family all day long. You know, guys, uh, speaking of cars, and this could very well lead us into uh, the subject that the, th- the three of us have pretty much discussed, you know, off camera. I remember having a four-cylinder car in the 90s that was a piece of shit. Um, and it wasn't a Honda. It was a Ford, Ford Escort. And I love how they always call them a, a small Ford Escort. They never made large Ford Escorts. So, <laughs> but anyways, it was on a Friday uh, late afternoon, I was on my way. I had a part-time job. I, w- I was a DJ at one time. In fact, uh, if you are in your early 20s and you're single, it's a great job for a lot of young men and women out there. And I'll leave it up to you to figure it out what I mean after that. I was on a street in North Dayton, Main Street. I'm not making it up. It was on North Main Street. I was stopping to get fuel. Well, this particular car, was it was on its, its last tires, its last wheels, its last fuel up. Was actually going to use it to, as a trade in the next day, but uh, unfortunately, never had an opportunity to do that because as I was getting out of my car, uh, two kids had come up to me and they pulled out their guns. And these weren't toy guns; they were shiny, shiny handguns, which I'm not very familiar with the names. Doesn't matter because when they have them put up to your temple, you really don't have time to decide what kind of guns they are. So uh, I'm being basically escorted behind the uh, building where I was getting fuel at. Around here, it was known as a United Dairy Farmers, but you know, I don't even know why I brought that up. But I, it's just because going back in time, remembering all the details, one guy hops into the car. The other guy basically at this point is now taking the gun from the temple to my back and is basically telling me if I listen to everything that he says, then I won't get shot. So naturally, I'm just trying my best not to have a heart attack right then and there. And I was, uh, what, 23? Yeah, so I, think, I think, believe this was in 1993. Uh, he asked me for my leather coat that I was wearing. 
I gave him a leather coat, and then I could hear my escort come up from a, behind me, around us, I should say. And then he basically tells me to run. And then right there, I ran like a bat out of hell. And as soon as I came to the edge of that building, I took a sharp left and just stood there. I could feel my heart out here, if the camera's picking that up. It was a day in, in history that obviously I will never forget. It was one of the most horrifying things. I mean, I got very lucky because that same weekend, an 18-year-old who just graduated from high school had his graduation present stolen. It was his car, and he was shot and killed from a carjacking. Now, I could go on and on and on about this story. I guess my point of it is times have not changed when it comes to the subject matter when it comes to guns. There are people, as we all know, that are absolutely against guns or firearms. I'm trying to figure out the right way where I don't get slapped on the face for saying the wrong word here. Let's face it on YouTube, but I believe it's okay to say the G-U-N word because uh, firearms sounds more frightening in my ears. I certainly hope so. Um, I will admit during that time for the longest time, I was petrified of guns because of that experience. Today, being a parent, waking up in the world that we live in, which it wasn't perfect then, I, you know, even though I just stated really times haven't changed, we really can't control the ignorance that's out there. Even though I've been through a very shocking, a life wakening, I got very lucky that I'm even sitting here on my ass looking into a camera, talking to you guys on a you know microphone, but I, I, I'm not as afraid of guns as I was then because I've known over time, it's not the guns that cause the damage. It's the ignorance of individuals that don't take the proper, they don't get educated on what a gun really is all about. And uh, I figured I might as well start off with a real life experience that happened to me. I guess we could go from there. What are your guys' thoughts and feelings when it comes to the world we live in today when it comes to guns, the Second Amendment, uh, and your life experience. And I'll let it up to you to decide who goes first from here. Go for it. I went first last time. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge uh, proponent and supporter of the Second Amendment. And again, sorry that you, I'm sorry you went through that experience. That's traumatizing, and I totally understand that. Um, for me, it's just... It's a mental health health issue for me. It doesn't matter if that person had a knife, their fists, you know, they're, <laughs> they could have threatened to do any number of things. I mean, I feel like if, if a person's to that level of desperation, they're going to do whatever they need to do to accomplish their goal. Whatever their goal may be, I can't tell you. But like you said, it's not the gun. It's It's the person behind it. It's the... What's it, whatever's going on in their head. And we all know we're in trouble as far as this country is concerned and society. I feel like the gun is the easiest thing that they could latch onto, but I think there's deeper, deeper rooted issues that we should address before going after like, you know, gun laws and things like that. That's kind of a roundabout way to answer it for me. Well, for me, guys, <clears throat> the Second Amendment is important. All our amendments are important. You know, the, this weekend is important. You know what I mean? It's the Declaration of Independence this weekend. It's the 4th of July. And you go out to any restaurant sure. or to any Lowe's or Home Depot or anywhere you find young kids today and ask them what the 4th of July stands for. 
and 80% of the kids cannot tell you. And that's concerning. And for me, as a U.S. citizen of this country, um, it's alarming that a lot of people don't know what their rights are. And that's concerning. However, I do want to add, Scott, that's a scary experience you had. And you did the absolute right thing. You didn't do anything silly or stupid. You just did what they wanted and tried to get out of that situation. And that's all you can do. So kudos to you for that. But for me, uh, I'm always, always have a gun with me. Uh, you have to uh, in this day and age. I mean, listen, I never want to hurt anybody ever, ever. But I don't want to be somewhere where I need a gun and don't have one. So for me, like I've told everybody where I live, you know, it's better to have it and never need it than to need it and never have it. So I'm a responsible gun carrier. Uh, I don't show it to anyone. It never comes out. No one knows I ever even have it. You guys probably wouldn't know I had it unless I told you just now. So for me, it's very important to conceal it, to not let anybody know that I have it. And if it's ever needed to be used, it's there for my protection and my family's protection. However, I will tell you an incident here in Oklahoma City. This happened probably about five years ago. And we have a lake here and we have a few restaurants on this lake, similar downtown Cleveland. Uh, that I'm sure you guys are familiar with, where those restaurants, I think it's, what is it called? The Walk or something there? I forget what it's called there in Cleveland. Uh, we're closer to Cincinnati, so we're more familiar with the, you know, but I, I understand what you're saying. Sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there was a guy who pulled in there and two uh, concealed carry guys that had their license. Uh, a guy just started opening fire in these restaurants. And these two gentlemen saw what was taking place and, and unfortunately had to take the gentleman down, but did, and and were since let go because of it. And they saved a ton of people's lives. I'll tell you one thing that is kind of alarming too, is just this week on Facebook, I saw huge disturbing things that, the, that, that were being posted on there when it comes to shootings. I mean, I saw a guy in Allen, Texas, a cop, he's sitting here talking to a, a mom and two kids, and all of a sudden you hear gunfire. I mean, that's, it's just, you know, I grew up here, I've never had much of that here, you know? so. To see that happen so close to home for me in the South, you know, usually that stuff hasn't, and it's really in the last four or five years has really picked up. Now, I don't know what it's like up Northeast because I don't go out there a ton anymore, uh, but, uh, and I don't go out West much anymore. I try to stay, obviously, as we all have during this whole pandemic and everything and stayed at home. For me, that's important to protect my family and, you know, not, not only the Second Amendment, but again, I mean, I, I implore everybody that's gonna listen to this podcast, I mean, look up the Declaration of Independence. Look what that, that's super important. You need to know your rights as an American citizen. You have rights in this country where you don't have those rights anywhere else. Not in Britain, not in the Bahamas, not in, you know, you may be in the, you know, maybe in the U.S. Virgin Islands, but, but you don't have those rights anywhere else, you know, and that's important. I feel like it's going to cost us our country if we don't wake up and wake these kids up, this generation that has no clue what the hell's going on. And that's what concerns me. No, and to play off what you just said, I mean, I believe there needs to be a checks and balance system. That's what that was in place for, to not allow the government to get too powerful where they could overthrow the citizen. Well, and that is what is scary, is because that is what is taking place right in front of our eyes. And a lot of people, you know, they just would not talk, rather not talk about it than to not see it. But it's, it's, it's happening right in front of us, in my opinion. But 100%. Every, every liberty we have and everything's being stripped right in front of us and they you know the, the media is doing this that and the other with the left hand while the right hand's writing all the checks 
Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's ongoing. I try not to get too deep into the political stuff, but man, yeah, yeah you just uh, lit a little. Well, fire it's just right important. There. I don't want to get political on it. I just want everyone to know what their their rights as U.S. citizens are, Absolutely. and also understand where you get your rights. I mean, do you know where you get your rights, Scott? Do you know, Chris? I mean, I'm going to ask. But this is the question that I ask people: Where do we get our rights? They're God-given rights, and that's what our forefathers wrote. Those were our rights, is is, uh, our God-given rights to have these things. So that's why it's important for me as a U.S. citizen, uh, because I'm a man of faith. uh, And one, I believe that our forefathers were looking out for our future. And it seems like every target, whether it be foreigner or here, there are all kinds of attacks on our rights. You know, so enough of that soapbox, but. That's just how I feel. <laughs> no, it's it's legit. It's 100%. Yep. I agree. As much as I highly agree with both of you guys, and I do, uh, sadly, you, Andrew, you, Chris, and most likely the majority of any listeners, even hopefully within the week or the next month or whatever, <laughs> realize yeah. two things. Social media is king. And so kids, if you want to be more involved in social media and if you want to make a career out of it, then Facebook, that which owns Instagram, and which pretty much Twitter owns itself, they need to start hiring IT police individuals on there that specialize in policing behaviors that is being advertised on these social medias. When we have... I'm trying to find the politically correct word here, frickin' morons that want to basically publish what they're about to attempt to do. Because, Andrew, you talked about something that happened in Cleveland. As we all know, there are individuals that will post stuff all the time. Hey, guess what I'm about to do? And they talk about some terrorist act. And, of course, what do they do? They follow up on it. So, kids... If you want to start helping these sort of things to come to a uh, halt, then maybe you should talk to Facebook, whatever his name is, and Instagram and Mr. Twitter, who makes, you know, electric cars. Start coming up with an IT program where individuals, yes, I know I'm repeating myself, but that's how important this is. We need to start having a program that polices this shit where it's a little bit, uh, we have these systems out there to help us track tornadoes. And that wouldn't be the same thing. I don't know, call me a moron, but I just think something like that should be done. And uh, to I'll basically tell what you were talking about up in Cleveland, uh, it was 2019, Memorial Day weekend here, pretty much in Dayton. We had a sick individual. I mean, he was just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. He planned everything out. And I believe he kind of posted some of this stuff beforehand on his social media that he went to what we have in Dayton called the Oregon District. It's just a uh, basically two blocks of local businesses for generations, including myself, had gone down there for, you know, friends and couples of, you, you go down there, see local bands, whatever the case may be. Well, he went down there and uh, it, it, it was a national cover ordeal where he just decided that he was going to... <sighs> Well, he took a lot of lives away and hurt a lot of people that night. And thankfully, our our Dayton police, I mean, granted, yes, one life is one too many. But it's amazing how fast that they respond. And that was one time during recent, recent modern history where the police were actually praised for what they did. 
it, like I said, that goes back, that goes back to the whole gun issue. It's not the gun fault and what he prepared for. It was his mental, uh, he killed his own sister and he actually took, or he went to this location with the sister and a friend. And I believe the friend was also, life was taken away. I wish there had been a gun in that crowd. You know what's sad about that, Chris? I agree with you 100%, but you know what's sad about that? Is then you got to go thinking about if someone did have a gun in the crowd and didn't kill the shooter, just, you know, like I mentioned, those two guys that were here in Oklahoma City that saved all those people. But it's just unfortunate. Now they got to go through the, the red tape to get, oh, yeah. to get out, you know, and it's just terrible. Everybody knows they're innocent. They're they just feel for the, or they got to yeah. fear for the rest of their lives. And then you've got a prosecutor wanting to throw up, throw, throw you on trial for taking care of an idiot that was being stupid, killing people. It's just that's what I have a problem. With. Or his, his, you know his, I mean? his uh, defense attorney. Shit. That just goes back to the justice system and how skewed that is. Like, right. Oh, that's a big problem. Like, hundred percent. Times like this, you got to make sure this wasn't interrupted with flavor. <laughs> this is a this is a loaded topic that we're gonna yeah, probably get off on a lot of. Well, it's because we're all passionate about this, and it's not just us, and I'm sure a lot of listeners as well. I mean, I'm gonna talk one more thing that relates to, it, and I think the two of you could definitely, and I think parents, <laughs> and that's what it is. We all see it out there. There are generations now that are basically seeing younger generations ahead of them that didn't have any parents raising them. And I firmly believe that's why there are young adults that don't understand the Second Amendment. They don't understand a lot of these things. Okay, Chris, I wouldn't know that he has protection in his home to protect his family because he doesn't go around parading it. He understands what he has. He's he's more or less properly trained and he respects what it is and he knows what it, he doesn't want to go around harming anybody, but I'll be damned if anybody's going to go into his home and his property to try to invade, hurt, harm. Here I am speaking for him. He's sitting right here. <laughs> and you know what? I got a nephew that same type situation. I want to have him on at a later date. Being a responsible gun owner is knowing, like you said, what you have. It needs to be locked up. We obviously have children around. You need to think about the children first, but something like that does need to be accessible to protect your family, hundred percent. I mean, and I think it's there's it should be a thing up. that is always locked up. I agree. I live in a town where not even a mile away there is a, um, a, a shooting range, and actually a lot of the local police departments. Uh, they go there, you know, obviously to practice. And from what I understand, they also understand, I'm sorry, teach classes. That's exactly what should be done. Understand. Don't think of it as, ooh, I'm going to learn something cool, a new toy. No, 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 no. Be responsible. Understand what you're owning and what it's for. And chances are, like what well, you, Chris, you, Andrew, People wouldn't even know. But if ever, God forbid, if the day you ever have to, at least you'll be prepared. And if I could just add to what you said, too, Scott, I mean, really, you said parenting. That's where it starts. Luckily, I had a father that was an amazing father. He uh, and still is an amazing father. And, he, you know, at the age of six or seven, he wouldn't let me touch a gun. However, he would take me out bird hunting with him all the time. And he would teach me the safety of the gun. He wouldn't let me hold it. He wouldn't let me shoot it. But then when I got old enough, 9, 10, he would ask, would you like to shoot it with my supervision? And he would put it in the safe at each time we used it. So it just raised me in the way that 
I take my three daughters out now. Lord forbid somebody breaks in this house when they're home. They will take care of business, you know, and I've, I've taught them that, you know. So we don't ever want to hurt anybody ever, like I said earlier, but we also want to protect ourselves and our families. And, um, yeah, we don't want to be unprepared. It's better to be a little overprepared uh, in the event some moron wants to do something stupid and come in my house. We just want to be prepared. And that was a great point you just made right there. Right. The fact that he took you out, like, it needs to be shown what a gun does. Right. right. The after effects you need to accept as part of the responsibility everything 100%. that it does. And, you know, it's funny when, when, when I was talking to you guys earlier about guns and stuff, uh, one of the things that I wanted to point out was that I didn't want to hold the gun after he showed it to me. I wanted, I never wanted to hold it, but I loved going with him. You know what I mean? And I loved watching him do it, but it scared me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it let me know, holy smokes, you know, these are powerful weapons. These are right. not toys. Right. These are weapons that can hurt you. And I remember him telling me all the time, this can hurt and kill you. You know, and it, this is not a, to be played with, you know, and and I have tried to give that lesson to my daughters as well. When I take them to the gun range or we go to the outdoor range, you know, and, you know, I always we we don't just work on guns. We work on our breathing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In a situation where someone blows through your door, you got to know how to breathe. or You ain't going to function right. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that go into shooting a firearm properly. Uh, making sure that you know how to control the firearm. You need to know how you need to control the firearm. If it jams, you need to, I mean, there's just so many things, you know what I mean? And if you teach your kids at a young age and how to use it properly and it's stowed properly every time after it's been used, listen, they don't ever want to touch it until they get old enough. You know what I mean? So, you know, I took my daughters when they were younger, five, six, seven, and they were like, holy smokes, dad, that's loud. I don't like it. And I kind of made them just stay in the room in the gun range and watch me fire my firearm. And, and after a while, they, they enjoyed coming. So, and then it took a while for them to shoot, but now they shoot and they're, they're good little, you know, they're good little marks ladies. That's what I would call them, not marksmen, but marks ladies. I would always implore parents to, at a young age, to take their kids and watch them shoot because honestly, as a young man, I didn't want to shoot it after I saw my dad fire it. You know what I mean? It scared the hell out of me as a young kid. Mm-hmm. So I think that instead of having a, Never, never teaching your kid and having them pick up a firearm and accidentally it goes off and hurts someone or hurts themselves or something of that nature. Why not take your kid out and show them what it does? So it, it does, they know the fear of what that weapon can do. I think it's just all about being a good parent. You know, if you can raise your kids right, and that's what, what I was saying, is, what you said, Scott, a lot of our, a lot of our youth and our, our kids, okay, when we were young, that's when the divorces stopped, started happening. And it was kind of our generation that had split families. And these, some of the guys that I grew up with didn't have dads. And it just started happening around America. And mm-hmm. so you have all these young men out there that don't have father figure. No one to little wax their little butt when it's time to be waxed. <laughs> Unfortunately, I hate to say it, but that's a true statement. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, they need a father figure in their life. And they need to show them how a man needs to, to, to be a man and not just go around with firearms like these people do and killing people. It's just, it's scary. And that's why we can't lose our, our second amendment. We just can't because that is what will happen to this country. We will be, we will not, we will not function without our weapons. And I don't think that would ever happen, but 
It wouldn't. I mean, it would never happen. It's impossible. Yeah, World War Three would start out before that happened. Yeah, yeah. I, ain't, I, I ain't giving them none of my guns. I, I can tell you nope. that much right now. Sadly, there's probably, I'm, and this is just me spitballing it, but there's probably two generations right now that have fallen into those cracks. Yeah. I mean, there's there's right. twenty, possibly thirty year olds, late twenties. Yep. I don't know that never. I mean, I'm thankful to say, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm guilty for not being, yeah, I've got street smarts, probably not as much today as I did when I was younger, but the reality of it is I wouldn't want to be out in certain parts not far from where I live late at night because of pretty much, 100%. you know, but, you know, I'm going to say one one other thing about this. I mean, as, you, as you're describing, like even with Chris as well, teaching our kids how to use a firearm is that okay youtube or whatever on our you know favorite podcasting app listeners uh um, no, they may not like my hat who knows <laughs> <laughs> we I, I just know that okay i've called me okay, cool. let me ask you this <laughs> when it's time for your kids granted obviously some of them have already re reached that goal but when they turn well, hell, even this subject matter is probably different now than it was years ago. But when they want to drive, did you say, well, here's the keys of the car. Good luck. Nope. No, that's a fucking weapon right there. <laughs> you have, if you are so inclined, you can run over whoever you want. Well, I mean, we, they just showed yeah. that in Columbus. I mean, you can turn it into a fucking weapon easy. Yeah. But speaking to what you said earlier, Chris, about, you know, they'll find whatever they want to find to hurt somebody, whether it be a bomb or even an airplane, obviously. I mean, there are can there can be other things other than than weapons that can hurt people. A battery. So, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So it's all so many things. It's all the mind that's behind. It's it. relevant. I mean, anything can be turned into a weapon. It is. It's it's a subject matter that it's you know. Let's face it. Not everything is fun. Not everything is uplifting. It's a part of what goes on in our daily lives. I know I'm guilty of when something is going on in the in the world so anymore here lately sometimes it's like i'm not surprised because it's happening way too much way too much and and i and i hate to say it it's it seems like the the firearm is what you hear in the stories most of the time is if it's the fire like here just recently, not even a month ago, um, I sent you that link to obviously June 15th of a, and I hate the fact they even use the name dad in the title for an individual that took three lives away, his own sons, and the oldest one was seven. To sum it up, he could... Confessed it. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a two part here. So. It's 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 a thing that I'll tell you what. If I was turning green right now, the, uh, I I try and tell myself, just slow down, because it is a very sensitive subject for a lot of people that even know this. And it's like, when I heard this, I'm like, I'm not surprised, but I'm like, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on, just a second. Especially when I'm hearing now that after he's had an opportunity to listen to a lawyer, this SOB, and I'll put the link in the description box to, let's say, Court TV, of all the general asset aspects of what has happened. And it, it just it infuriates anyone out there that will even watch this. A man, like I said, took three people's lives. They were his children, three boys. 
Yeah, he's got mental issues. And I, I, like I said, I'm going to do everything I can not to go on it too much because it's up to you to watch it. Because if I talk about it more, I'm going to get pretty emotional about it. And, uh, and you know in what, other words, Chris, Andrew, please give your daughters a hug right now because it just. You know what? It, and it's a media agenda. They're going to keep latching on to oh, yeah. everything they can find. All these stories, they latch on to it. They will drive the gun laws into the ground because ultimately, ultimately it's it's about disarming us. But they will use anything they have. So we're never going to hear the end of this case, oh, yeah. no matter how mentally sick this guy was or anything. Saving grace you have, Scott. Sorry to cut you off there. But no, I, just, I probably need to be cut off saying? on this, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, it would be better for that guy to live. You know why? It's like, <clears> it would be hard. It would be hard. He's... Can I say one thing real quick on that before I forget? I've been hearing the same thing about that son of a bitch, Chris Watts. 2018, he's been in prison. Oh, prisoners in there will take care of him. He's having five years of having three meals a day and having girlfriends. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just infuriated with this because he's basically confessed to everything. Now he's saying he's basically going to plead not guilty. So it's like, like I said, I'll put the link in it. And I'm telling myself, there's this voice in my head, respect everybody else's thoughts on this because we, I, I understand, I do. It's just, I'm so angry right now about the subject and it's, uh, and that, and they, like I said, they did bring up the whole gun thing. I'm like, God, just shut up, Scott. I can't, I can't imagine <laughs> a person that's going to come into this topic and, and try to defend that guy. I can't imagine it right now. Yeah. I don't see that it's possible. But I do apologize, Andrew or Chris. I just, like I said, I need to, yeah. He confessed, though. Mm-hmm. But now he's saying he's pleading not guilty. Yeah. Right. And, and did you see him when he was at the scene? I mean, he was completely non-confrontational. He, he had blood on his back. You could see when they brought him into the station. He was more worried about his fucking dog than he was about his kids. He was like, don't, don't go near that dog. She'll bite you. I don't want you to shoot my dog. After he had just finished what he did, that shows you. I just don't want to see this poor family, who's the surviving family, to see this go through trial. They've already been through enough living hell on this. Hell, even his neighbor said this guy every day was yelling at his his kids and his wife. Sorry, I, I wonder I, what I wonder what wonder what 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 happened. You know, have they said? Have they said? I mean, I know what happened, but I mean, have they said what drove him to this crazy place to do this to his family? You know. There's been really 12 counts, uh, and it's been minor counts, and they talk about it even that little court TV. It's been mostly uh, traffic violations. There was one particular time where he got into a fight with his father, basically was choking him, but there was this ordeal, this case or whatever was thrown out because his dad didn't show up to court. Even his dad is right now kind of like this guy... He'll say he's. See, it's coming out of two sides of his mouth and how he's describing his son. Well, that that yeah. sounds yeah. like this. It just sounds like our system screwed up catching this guy before he blew blew his top. Yeah, apparently he'd been planning this too, which goes back to the whole Facebook thing. Social. I I, I apologize. Social media thing because he was using Facebook. Apparently, all of a sudden he was using. Uh, Facebook is kind of, well, in other words, the way he was posting stuff. He was, he was posting thing. He was planning this. Yeah. And nobody like threw up a red flag, not his father, not his wife. Nobody did anything about it. I'm just learning about this. Nobody said a single, like he was, he was planning things. 
he's there's been you know how every time you go down the rabbit hole about cases you always hear different stories you know from different corners and that was one of the things that was mentioned i hate to hear that yeah you know they have they have keywords all over the internet they have an fbi search box that goes through everything you post and everything like that why aren't certain keywords Years ago, we all used to hear, what do you want to do for a living? Lawyer, doctor, dentist, football, f- basketball, whatever. Now they're saying they want to be they want to be YouTube. They want to do YouTube. And anything to do with social media, wow. TikTok. Well, there you go. If you're, if you're fascinated by crime event, because obviously that's another thing. It's really popular, too. Uh, younger generations are fascinated with crime investigations. Well, what's combined the two? actually do make a professional in other words facebook i mean granted you would have access like you're an administrator an it individual that would have access to in other words let's say andrew you this is what you do for a living and i'm starting to see hints about uh john doe who's been saying some mysterious things here lately and then you have the the access to go down this you know interface trail of finding tracks of maybe and then of course you being an investigator that knows your stuff that has the tools the keys then you could start warning uh some individuals that you have access to that other people don't publicly to like facebook instagram twitter tiktok youtube i I, I, why not you know what i can see the opposite side of that just play devil's advocate though that's going to be an invasion of privacy yep well you know as far as I'm concerned, when Facebook is, if we know by signing up that they're, they could take basically our face and put us all around on ads, then, you know, it's called a private investigator as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, you know, and also it leads to, there's going to have to be some laws that are going to have to change or <laughs> call me silly or stupid. People start actually being fucking parents. And start raising their kids. Starts at home. Yep. And then we won't have to worry about these uh, crooked-ass politicians, you know, when they make their pretty commercials, you know, saying things that people want to hear. Don't worry about those assholes. Start at home. Take care of business there. Teach your kids what they should be taught. Teach them how to, how to lefty-loosey, righty-tighty, how to ch- start a chainsaw, and how to use a gun properly. Not, hey, I don't need a... I don't need a dad. I'm a strong, independent woman. Like bringing the family back to one or under one household should be pushed, (laughs) not the other stuff. Yeah, guys. Sorry that I'm I'm shining hard on this. I just uh, it's important. important. Yeah, I'm just defending you guys too here on this. So that's another reason why I'm trying to be loud. Let's state the obvious. Let's shed some light on the people that have been gunned down, the people that have passed from the guns. You know, it's just a terrible thing. It's terrible. But that just keeps that Second Amendment right in my pocket. Exactly. I don't, I do not want to be one of those people. You have to turn it around. Yes. Right. So, you know, to me, it's a logical thing. You know, I understand people are scared of weapons. I get it. As a young kid, I was scared of weapons. But I've matured. It's called growing up. And it's more people in this country need to start doing it and start knowing what they have to offer and their rights. I know I harp on that a little bit, but that's all we have. 
That's all we have. Yeah, it's a God-given right. So this 4th of July weekend, remember that, you know, if, if anybody happens to listen to the podcast before 4th of July or even after, you know, you have these rights. So make sure you know what they are. Go for it. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, Andrew, but by the time this comes up, this will be past the 4th of July. I should have said something about it, but it's okay. You're in the now. Do you understand? No, no, no. You know what? It may just, it's still important, but I just, that's why I do this is is a remind me that I'm not going to add this to the actual, it's in other words, hey, this is where I'm going to edit it out. But I just thought I'd let you know, to be fair to you, this will be after the 4th of July. (laughs) Because there's like three other, there's three other videos and audios that are scheduled up till the 20th, I believe. Which now I'm being told the best days is Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays. I'm like, son of a bitch, I've got this Thursday thing. <laughs> well, you're doing the Friends things, right? <laughs> I can't. We're too, we're too far now. I don't know we're what my problem the is. The one, like, you guys are a bunch of overachievers. That was a cue to get back. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter the date. It does, it's year-round. This is a topic that does not go away. It right. applies Whenever. It applies. Yeah, absolutely. I just feel like, you know, you need to know what your constitution says. You need to know what that Declaration of Independence says. Damn right. And, you know, that's what that $2 bill is for, believe it or not. Mm. Thomas Jefferson's on the front of it and the signing of the Declaration of Independence on the back. And believe it or not, my dad and I, we pass $2 bills out all the time. If you can answer those questions, we give you a $2 bill. You know, <laughs> it's something that him and I do, you know, and it's kind of a cool thing when we go out to restaurants, wherever it might be. We hit people up, see if they know the question. That explains why I'm broke. They're erasing, they're erasing like, uh, that's a history. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, history. Like world history. Like, I mean, they're trying to get rid of, Scott, we were talking about the other day. I mean, some kids can't tell you what happened during the Holocaust. Well, you brought that up. I got to jump in. You know what I mean? That's what happened. I mean, Scott's, but I want to say this one quick thing, is I hate to say it. (laughs) They they were Sorry. stripped of Sorry. they were stripped of all their weapons, yeah. the Jews. That's Absolutely. why that happened. That's why that happened. The Jewish community. The Jewish community. Sorry. I don't mean that any any, any disrespect. I know you don't, but you know you, you absolutely know did not. You were being very respectful, but I know. But that's that's serious. that's why that's why that's why. That, that's why World War II happened, is they were taken advantage of. They were, had everything stripped from them. So I just read history. Sorry. No. no my right. I'm Andrew's apologizing for reading history. Shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. History, because right. otherwise, if we don't pay attention to it, we're doomed to repeat it. Yeah, that's what's scary. I hate to interrupt you guys on this because I'm looking at the clock. I'm going to basically say time is winding down on this. If there's anything that you really feel like you want to say, I applaud you to express it at least one more time before I have to say goodbye, because I do want to get into some more history the next time you come with us here, you know, when you meet us here at the Man Cave, uh, Drew, because I want to do some music history. I got to do something uplifting on the next episode, if you don't mind. would you would you come back to do another episode with this next week? Sure. Okay. Sure, I'm huge. So that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and let you guys finish out this episode, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. All right. Well, I will say one last thing. Just make sure, folks, that you know your rights, and make sure that if you are going to carry, teach your children how to use them, teach the safety of them, and pass that on traditionally, and teach your kids the history of this country. It's important. 
There were a lot of things that were done bad in this country, but there were a lot of things that were done great in this country. We just need to keep improving. Responsibility, mental health. I think those should be for first in place when we talk about gun ownership. Yep. See, this is why, and I know I said I wasn't going to say anything, but I have to. This is why I've always said Chris was smart, because he knows how to filter and cool his jets. He's better at it than I am. Life, <laughs> life is a gift, and whoever can't recognize that, and speaking of appreciating life, I definitely appreciate every single one of you out there that has been watching us, that's been subscribing to us, that's been liking us. Please like us, damn it. If not, I will be bitter about it. And of course, if, if you're just wanting to listen to our asses, either talk about things that are funny or uplifting, or sometimes occasionally we have to talk about the real world, then naturally, of course, you could catch us on your favorite, that's right, your favorite podcasting app it is actually available pretty much through all of them now that's right even at spotify so guys that's going to do it for me and i will see you all on episode i'm going to say nine where we could listen to some really interesting history about andrew's experience when it comes to music and i know chris you wanted to talk about a certain soundtrack that you've been really wanting to get off your chest because well you just simply love it so that being said, I'll see you guys next week.